suicide long or suicide short. The definition of suicide is self-murder. See suicide on this website. All those who reject Jesus Christ, the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world, all those who reject Jesus Christ, the only way, the truth, and the life, who by the word of his Father created everything in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, all those who reject Jesus Christ choose death. Suicide plagues the global landscape because carnal, rebellious man has rejected life and eternal purpose in Christ Jesus. When the futility of the carnal existence becomes obvious to some, they murder themselves. But be assured of this, those who reject Jesus Christ and die of natural causes have likewise chosen death, the second and final death. The spirit of self-destruction is common ground to all those who reject the King of Glory because they embrace the God of this world whose M.O. is to kill, steal, and destroy. It's simply like father, like son. Choose Jesus Christ and live. Click on the Further with Jesus on this website for instruction. It will be by far the best decision of your entire life. Now for today's subject. God said, Psalms 14, verse 1, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. Man said, Christianity is for losers. God was created by the imagination of man. All life evolved from nothing simply by chance. There is no God. Now the record. As cash is the currency of this society by which men buy and sell, faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Nothing in the kingdom of God is obtainable without faith. After one repents of his sins and believes upon the Lord Jesus Christ, surrendering to his word, the accumulation of faith, heavenly currency, begins. Romans 10:17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. How marvelous it is to believe upon the Lord of glory. The more faith, the more buying power there is unto the glory of God and edification of the kingdom. Jesus said in Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Pseudoscience and the majority of academia relentlessly attack the foundation of the faith, robbing multitudes of their childlike confidence in the word of God by pointing hapless congregants to the God of their own theology, Charles Darwin, who by the Bible definition was a fool. This feature is not so much a focus on evolution, but just another certification of the veracity of the precept of God which declares the fool has said in his heart there is no God, Psalms 14.1. Because of Darwin's rejection of the word of God and full frontal attack on God, his door swung wide open to the devastations of Lucifer. He started as a fool and, according to many historians, ended up a lunatic. The tragedy of his life testifies of it. A thorough recap of historians who studied and published concerning the life of Charles Darwin was written by J. Bergman, Ph.D., in the January 2004 issue of Impact, an ICR publication. The title of the article is, Was Charles Darwin Psychotic? A Study of His Mental Health. Various researchers are cited in the following excerpt. Cope concluded, that much of Darwin's daily life was lived on a rack which consisted of fluctuating degrees of pain that was sometimes so severe that Darwin called it distressingly great. Darwin's many psychological or psychologically influenced physical health symptoms included severe depression, insomnia, hysterical crying, dying sensations, shaking, fainting spells, muscle twitches, shortness of breath, trembling, nausea, vomiting, severe anxiety, depersonalization, 
seeing spots, treading on air in vision, and other visual hallucinations. The physical symptoms included headaches, cardiac palpitations, ringing in the ear, possibly tinnitus, painful flatulence, and gastric upsets, all which commonly have a psychological origin. Culp noted that behind these symptoms there was always a core of anxiety and depression. Some speculate that part of Darwin's mental problems was due to his nagging, gnawing fear that he had devoted his life to a fantasy and a dangerous one. This fear was that his theory was false and there was in fact a divine creator. Dr. Bergman continues, citing findings from Pickover, Pasnall, and Bean. Darwin's mental problems were considered so severe that Pickover included Darwin in his collection of historical persons that he calls strange brains, eccentric scientists, and madmen. That Darwin suffered from several severely disabling maladies is not debated. The only debate is what caused them. Others, including Darwin's own wife, argued that his mental problems stemmed from guilt over his life's goal to refute the argument for God from design. Most of the psychoanalytic studies have argued that his problems were a result of his repressed anger toward his tyrannical father and slaying of his heavenly father by his theory. Finally, Bergman cites, uh, cites the work of Culp, Bowlby, Darwin, Desmond, and more. In addition to the diary on his health problems and complaints, he frequently discussed his health problems in his letters and in his autobiography. Darwin's own description of his condition included the following. I am forced to live very quietly and able to see scarcely anybody and cannot even talk along with my nearest relations. Darwin once complained that speaking for only a few minutes to the Linnean Society brought on 24 hours of vomiting. At another time, Darwin had a house full of guests, and after he visited the parish church for a christening, he was back to square one, and his good health had vanished like a flash of lightning, and sickness, including the vomiting, returned. The suddenness of his illness, as illustrated by these incidents, indicates that his incapacitating episodes were psychological in origin. Denying God besides making one a fool opens the door for a myriad of psychological and physical ailments. For example, others that followed Darwin's pernicious ways were men like the famous German rationalist Nietzsche, who coined the phrase, God is dead. He ended up dead in an insane asylum. Karl Marx, the father of communism, who was brought up in a Jewish Christian home, rejected God and embraced Satan. One of his writings was a poem praising the power of Satan. See, beware who you follow on this website. The fruit of his labor was and is the murder, rape, and pillaging of millions. Julian Huxley, arguably the 20th century's most prominent God-rejecting evolutionist, endured regular electric shock treatments for his very severe deep, dark depression. When he was asked why the anti-God paradigm had taken such a worldwide hold in such a short period of time, he alluded to the fact that evolution gave its followers sexual liberty. A short list of the benefits of this sexual liberty, which is simply rejection of God and His Word, is as follows. Premarital sex, venereal disease, homosexuality, AIDS, pedophilia, abortion, illegitimate children, gay marriage, adoption of children by homosexuals, broken homes, suicide, murder, rape, etc. When men deny God, they become fools. And that's where devastation begins. Psalms 14.1 is just another proof that God and his words are true and righteous altogether. The God-denying men mentioned above are now dead and are no longer atheists. There are no atheists in hell. 
God said, Psalms 14.1, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. Man said, Christianity is for losers. God was created by the imagination of man. All life evolved from nothing simply by chance. There is no God. Now you have the record.